Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Last night I was talking with some folks on the because I did the live stream and I live streamed the debate and we had some fun uh, with the uh, the live commentary and such. I mean I had to watch it anyway, so I might as well like rope a bunch of people into it with me. But um, no, it was fun. But I also I wonder should I should I change the name of that website, the PeteCallenderShow.com, because nobody knows how to spell my last name. I did actually buy Pete Calendar, Calendar, like like you know. 12 months document, whatever I did buy that. So when people misspell it, they get redirected to the correct website. I don't know. I don't know. Let me know if you could spell my last name, shoot me an email, Pete at the Pete show.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Pete Calliner and it's K A L I N E R. Um, as I mentioned, I did watch the debate last night. I'm sure a lot of folks did not. I understand why a lot of people think it doesn't matter. Donald Trump's going to get the nomination, according to the polling. And we all know polling is correct, right? I mean, that's what 2016 and 2020 taught us. So I understand why people don't want to, you know, spend the time and watch it. And actually, I just saw uh, CNN is apparently fixing to get two debates. Where did I see this? Two debates. Mm, Iowa and New Hampshire, I believe. Which is interesting because um, they were frozen out. I thought, by the way, I thought News Nation last night did a fine job. I thought the three moderators did a fine job. Um, I thought they, I think a lot of their questions went a little long. I'm not a fan of long questions uh, because it gives politicians more time to think of their answer, first off. And that's the case with any kind of interview. Shorter questions lead to... uh, I think, you know, better answers uh, because it it doesn't give the uh, the interview subject, especially a politician, doesn't give them enough time uh, to kind of think through and formulate a response. The longer your question goes, the more time they have to do so. So there's that. Um, but also it gives the the subject, it gives them opportunities to nitpick on certain premises that are laid out in the question. And the longer your question goes the more premises they can nitpick, which we saw last night. You know, uh, uh, Chris Christie went after Megyn Kelly over some, uh, uh, one of her questions about, a, you know, a, I think it was a transgender-related bill up in New Jersey from almost a decade ago, stuff like that. Now, I have only pulled some of the, uh, some of, only the best, only the best. That's not true. I, I don't even know if I, because there was a whole part of the News Nation feed on Rumble, which is a YouTube competitor, uh, the, the feed went down um, right at the very end of the, the, the debate. So we lost about, I lost about uh, five to ten minutes. I don't even know how long. Um, but I thought, look, I thought everybody did fine. They all did what they were there to do. I hear the soundbite getting played often of uh, uh, Ron DeSantis saying to Chris Christie, you know, you're here doing your thing. And Christie's like, oh, I don't have a thing. Oh, yes, he does. Chris Christie, he, he is there 
for one purpose, to attack Donald Trump in order to preserve his place on MSNBC or CNN. That's his goal, right? And he can dress it up in the high-minded, you know, truth to power and all of that stuff, but his paycheck is derived from being able to go into these legacy media, quote, mainstream media outlets um, and act as the Trump attacker um, from a Republican position. He's a Adam Kinzinger, a Liz Cheney, a Mitt Romney. That's his shtick. That's his brand. He was the, you know, the bellicose uh, uh, kind of uh, character that Donald Trump is as well. He was like the first Trump, but without all of the business success, right? He was the... Oh, really? But he was. Remember when he first came on the scene? He was the, he was Republican darling for about a minute. And then he hugged Obama on the beach and you know, all of that went poof. But um, no, yeah, Chris Christie is there in order to uh, position himself for the next four years. So he will have a place at the table for the next four years, whether Trump wins or Biden wins doesn't matter. He has a place at the table because of this run. And he's polling in the low single digits, barely able to get onto the stage. Um, no, that's not a weight joke. That's no, I mean, by polling for polling purposes, he was, he's barely able to make it on the stage. Um, and so when he bails his, his three or 4%, who does that go to? First off, I'd actually don't even think he's going to bail anytime soon. Why? Right. I mean, there's no reason to. He's not running to win. He's running to attack Donald Trump. That's it. And to ensure that he's got the uh, place at the table after the election. Because if Trump wins, then he can keep getting the invitations and he can keep hammering away at Donald Trump and the media outlets that bring him on. They get the uh, the fig leaf of, oh, he's a Republican. And so this matters like because he's a Republican saying these things. And if Biden wins, then he gets to keep coming on and talk about all different issues. And he has the distance, right? He's got this armor of, well, you know, I attacked Donald Trump. You know, I was the only one that did this. So let me tell you from this perspective, why Biden, what he's doing isn't great. See, so he, he, he's carving out this, this lane for himself post race. He attacked the other people on the stage who were Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. He attacks them and accuses them of trying to ingratiate themselves with Donald Trump. Now, I don't believe that to be the case, except in the case of actually Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't even know if he's trying to ingratiate himself. I think I think Vivek is angling for the vice presidency. That's why he never goes after Donald Trump. He never attacks Trump. Every now and again, you'll say Trump didn't do something that he promised to do, whatever, but it's a very kind of light touch, you know? I think Ramaswamy is angling for vice president or a position in the cabinet or something like that with an eye towards 2028, which, by the way, this is why these debates, in my mind, do actually matter, because I think I joked about it after the last debate, was that this is the 2028 presidential uh, debate for Republicans, because if Trump ends up getting the nomination, whether he wins or loses, he's done in 28. And so you're going to have to have somebody else step forward in the Republican Party. And so all of their efforts right now to get name recognition, to get their message out, 
all of this stuff right now can also be in service uh, to 2028. So it's a dual use, right? Makes sense. But as Christie attacks them for trying to ingratiate themselves with Trump, his entire campaign is meant to ingratiate himself with Democrats and media. But I repeat myself. So he can be a GOP panelist. So I find it, I find it a bit gross that he's up there attacking these other three for not attacking the guy he wants them to attack. Meanwhile, he's doing the thing that he's accusing them of doing, which is avoiding certain topics or avoiding certain attacks or certain speech, right? He's avoiding things in order to ingratiate himself, which is precisely what he accuses the other three of doing. And here's the kicker. Aside from Ramaswamy, who may be, I think, that's the most obvious, I think he's the most obvious of the three. I don't see Haley or DeSantis trying to get a position or even being offered one in a Trump administration. I could be wrong. I don't know. But it from outward appearance, it seems that Ramaswamy seems to be more overtly positioning himself for one of those posts. In fact, a lot of Trump world people like Ramaswamy. And Trump hasn't attacked Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy doesn't ever attack Trump. So it just seems it seems like that's where the tea leaves are pointing, right? Do tea leaves point or do they just kind of circle around the tea? I guess they kind of have to point. I don't know. Maybe they make patterns, whatever. Here's the thing, though. Haley and DeSantis, in my estimation, are not trying to ingratiate themselves with Trump, right? They're trying not to alienate Trump voters. And there's a difference. You attack Donald Trump too much or too meanly because a lot of Donald Trump supporters are really, really snowflakey. I don't know if you've, or you're aware of this. Super, super sensitive. Any bad word about Trump and it's like, why are you attacking him? Meanwhile, they're like making all sorts of jokes about people's spouses and stuff. So it's, it's totally hypocritical. But they, as a candidate, you don't want to alienate these voters who may not vote for you in 24 but they might vote for you in 28 when Trump is no longer a candidate. That's possible. Also, I noticed Chris Christie apparently did not get the mileage out of the Donald Duck line. He didn't use it last night. So I guess he tested that. He ran that up the flagpole at the last event and nobody saluted, so it did not make a return appearance. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out years ago i introduced a former producer to some of the hits of neil diamond and then he asked for a Neil Diamond's Greatest Hits album for Christmas. You don't have to worry. I will never do that. It could ha- you, did you like that tune? Oh, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, you know where I know Neil Diamond from? No. I'm such a millennial. You ever seen the movie Saving Silverman? Yeah. No. No, I haven't. With Jack Black and nope. uh, 
it's it's a great. I mean, movie. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, that's the one with uh, World War Two with uh, the uh, the guy from uh, Castaway. What? <laughs> yes, that's it. You're saving, right. Saving Silverman. Yes. Right. They had to go and they had to find his brother, or yeah, had to find the the private. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, right. That's what you're thinking. That's what I'm thinking of. With Tom Hanks. Totally different movie. Yeah. But the, this movie had uh, Neil Diamond was like uh, they were all Neil Diamond fanatics. Oh, really? Yes, it's see. But everybody knows that everyone knows like the standards. You know, Sweet Caroline. Oh yeah, I'm a Panthers fan, of course. Right, but there are way more Neil Diamond songs. For should we do this? <laughs> should I do this? Should I just go and find some of the some of the Neil Diamond tunes that most people probably aren't aware of? Well, if you, I mean, if you've ever listened to Neil, Neil Diamond, and I'm not talking the cheesy versions, the live versions, because man, he gets so cheesy live. You're a deep track guy, aren't you, Pete? Not really. Um, <laughs> no, but like, there's just some of those that are, that are, they're real toe tappers, you know? All right, I'm going to have to do this now. All right, I'm going to have to do this. It's going to be like a Neil Diamond bumper music thing, and I'm going to have to be in control of the bump tunes now. Okay. All right, I'm going to find them. All day? I mean, just until I convert you. So people right. Like, you either do it voluntarily. Weeks. You either do it voluntarily or by the sword. The choice is yours. I might have to do it voluntarily for the listeners' sake. <laughs> I don't think they want to hear. I'm not gonna. Bumps. No, no, no. I mean, because there are slow songs. It's like the. It's like Barry. It's not even like Barry Metal. There are really no, <laughs> no Barry Metal. No, there's. Uh, he's got some songs. Like for example, some of the songs from the Jazz Singer. You you would never have heard these songs unless you saw the movie. Because they never made radio. Never even heard of the movie. Uh-huh. All right. I have my work cut out for me. Here you right. do. Got a message on Twitter from Lawrence. It's a Pete tweet. And he simply says, Neil, 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 Neil. <laughs> Greg says, Pete, yes, this was a preview of the 2028 election. However, if Trump loses, what makes you think he's going away in 28? He'll still have his base he may be dealing with this circus. We may be dealing with this circus for a long time. That's possible, I guess. How old is Donald Trump now? I, th- I think I heard last night during the debate, I think one of them said something to the effect of if Trump wins, he would be older going into his second term than Joe Biden is now, I, I think, or something like that. I mean, he's going to be old, right? He's going to be, I think he's going to be 80 or push or over 80. He will be older than Joe Biden was when Joe first won, right, four years ago so or three years ago. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't make predictions on electoral outcomes any longer. After 2016, I learned my lesson. There's no point in it. Um, and so uh, I have no idea. Like, by the way, just as a side note, I know I'm kind of beating up on Chris Christie, but it's just so darn easy. Um, I mean, he makes himself a very big target. I know. I meant like a big target, like an easy target. I, it's not. I didn't mean it like that. It's he makes himself an easy target. Okay, because he says Donald Trump is going to be convicted of a felony, and everybody starts booing, and he says that's reality, and I'm sitting there saying that's not reality. That's a prediction. The reality is he could be convicted. That's reality. He could be convicted. He also might be acquitted. We don't know. That's why they hold the trials, right? You have a trial to determine guilt or innocence. That's kind of the point. The reality is not what you expect to happen. 
That's wish casting on your part. That's the, I know it like these little things though that just kind of <clears throat> just just ee, get under my skin. All right, so here is um, Ron DeSantis. His first question was about electability, but I got all right. First off, I'm not saying I want to be very clear. I, I am not saying that Ron DeSantis listens to my show, but. I find it very coincidental that the stuff he said last, some of the stuff he said last night is stuff that I've been saying on my program. Again, I'm not making any kind of assertion that Governor DeSantis is taking all of his cues from me. I just find it to be coincidental that he says so many things that I have said. For example, one of my concerns about Nikki Haley is that she doesn't seem to be able to withstand public pressure when it comes, particularly on social issues, cultural issues. She seems to she seems to cave to media and criticism, and that has me concerned because when you put somebody into the office, that's why I want to know about principles. I want to know about philosophy, right? And when someone has a a, a track record of sort of bending the knee on certain issues. It, it's not about the issue itself. It makes me worried that future issues could prompt a similar response from Haley. That's my concern with Nikki Haley. Um, so here's DeSantis. Uh, uh, he pivots off of this electability question. He says, look, this is why people vote. The voters are going to decide, not the polling. Um, and then he goes after Haley for caving to media and Democrats. But I repeat myself. I am sick of Republicans who are not willing to stand up and fight back against what the left is doing to this country. You've got to be willing to stand strong and you've got to be willing to beat these people. I'm the only one running for president that has beaten these people on issue after issue. Uh, We beat the teachers unions when we did school choice. We beat Fauci on COVID. We beat George Soros when we removed two of his radical district attorneys. We beat the Democrats on a election integrity, I have delivered results. That's what we need for this country. And you have other candidates up here like Nikki Haley. She caves anytime the left comes after her, anytime the media comes after her. I did a bill in Florida to stop the gender mutilation of minors. It's child abuse and it's wrong. She opposes that bill. She thinks it's fine and the law shouldn't get involved with it. If you're not willing to stand up for the kids, if you're not willing to stand up and say that it is wrong to mutilate these kids, uh, then you're not going to fight for the people back home. See, so this and people ask, like, who do you like in the in the primary? And I I think I've been pretty clear on this. I if I have to vote, if if the if all of the candidates on the stage all make it to the North Carolina primary and these are the four plus Trump. That are in the that are still in the mix, still on the ballot, to have a you know reasonable shot. All right, let's just take Christie out. He has no shot. Who would I vote for in the Republican primary? It would be DeSantis. It would because he has a track record of getting things done that I prefer to see done. And there's a level of trust that I have based on his background and his philosophy that I've heard him espouse. His background is one of a history major. Which, by the way, last night when they asked who your favorite presidents or ones that you look to for inspiration, whatever, he said Calvin Coolidge. And for conservatives, that makes sense. Silent Cal makes sense. And it's interesting to me to see a lot of the people attacking him like, oh, who's this Calvin Coolidge guy? Like, hmm, okay. I guess I guess I know what you, you know what your philosophy is on governance because Calvin Coolidge 
pretty okay. But uh, I said, as soon as they asked the question, I said, dude was a history major. Like, this is the stuff he studied through college. I, I, I got a pretty good idea he's going he's gonna to have a good answer for this. And then he did. Silent count. 